0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA.
2: Happy Saturday to you wherever you are across this fabulous state. It sounds like it's a stinker almost everywhere. So get your umbrellas over your plants, keep things cool, as one texter told me earlier this morning, fill your bird baths up. And make sure, you know, we can all look after each other in this warm weather. Sabrina Hahn, what's your hot tip? My hot tip is to have at minimum seven
3: bird baths. I've got ten. Seriously? Ten bird baths in different areas of the garden. Some days I actually want to get in one myself.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have visual of you laying back in your. Yeah, that's right. Being on an ABC
3: bath. pay rate, uh, can't <laughs> quite afford a swimming you pool. Can't sink
2: a <laughs> ground. Um,
3: so what happens is different birds go to different areas of your garden, and they'll go to different bird buds. Right. So because we have a, a big loss of trees, uh, there's nowhere for them to shelter from the heat. So I'll have I had the I had eight red tail black cockatoos in one of the bird baths. And they all come and bathe in it. It's lovely. Make a bit of noise? Yeah, they do. They tweet, 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 tweet. (laughs) Well, the cockies, you hear them. Um, So that's my tip. And, of course, thankfully the cricket's on today. Yes. So uh, that's my... My
2: recently converted biggest Scorchers fan (gasps) over here.
3: I love it. I'm going to get me a little high-vis shirt. (laughs) (laughs) And a bucket. Uh, I noticed that you have to wear a bucket. Oh Although yes, very hot fried chicken, mum. Yeah, I, I don't know. It would be very hot with one of those buckets on your head on a thirty-nine degree day. Corporate branding, huh? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, I noticed that it was mostly the kids, so they do yeah. that to get them really tired and heat fatigue, so they sit <laughs> so down like and don't the train move. On the way home.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's,
2: yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Lynn and Gosnell's, by the way. Thank you so much to Sabrina for her cure for onion weed, which I had for many years. I cut them off, and they haven't come back. Thank you so much.
3: Oh, Lynn, it's my pleasure. The unfortunate thing is, they probably will come back, but you just cut. <laughs> no, no, you just you just have to be persistent and cut them again. you a glasses half kind of girl, are
2: Poor Lynn. <laughs>
3: She Uh, was having a moment. I thought I'd
2: start the show (laughs) with her brag.
3: But at least I only come back half of what they were. And then the next time you do it, that's gone. 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 All right.
2: 1300 222 720. If you've got a question for Sab, give her a call. That fabulous email address, Perth Weekends, with an S on the end, all one word, Perth Weekends, at your, Y-O-U-R, dot A-B-C, dot net, dot A-U, that is the email address you need if you want to send through a photo. We'll keep an eye on those, and the text number zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. Most of you are familiar with that. Keep them coming through, and so we will be able to answer your questions throughout well, the show. Hopefully, well, maybe I might have a nod off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I you wouldn't can't do that. Do that. <laughs> so you know what happens then? <laughs> I get left. Floundering to uh, answer the trying question, trying to offer some yeah. advice, which would, which would be either hook entertaining.
3: In. Oh, yeah, hook in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. would
2: probably be, you know, go hard. Yep. Don't, you know, yeah, um, no, pussyfoot around. Oh, it's probably too hot for that this weekend. <laughs> so just, you know, put your umbrellas <laughs> out, fill your bird bath, and go back inside.
3: You've nailed it, bro. No uh, need for me to come in.
2: No. No, no, there is. There absolutely is. (laughs) Please, please continue to do that. Uh, Deb in Bridgetown, speaking Mm. of black cockatoos, there is a flock of about 50 hanging in my garden, eating (laughs) the apples, pears and plums. What a mess. She's not enjoying the black cockatoos quite as much as I appreciate them at the moment.
3: Deb, you know, it's because there's no other food source for them. So just think that you're a... You're a a trooper as uh, an an ecologist and a habitat warrior uh, providing food for birds in need. That's how I'd look at it.
2: Yeah, rather than ungrateful humans. Yeah, that's right.
3: If it was rats, of course, I would not be so... We're going to leave the rats alone this
2: week. If you need uh, Sav's thoughts and advice on dealing with rats, jump onto abc.net.au slash birth or the Roots and Shoots podcast and you'll be able to find some previous episodes. Um, Our wonderful text system has chomped down on someone's message, but the first bit Uh of it is important, and that is... Beachy Sab, we have (gasps) sixteen bird baths.
3: Wow, that is champion! And it's not just bird baths for birds. If you live in country areas, think about the possums. Yeah, possums need water as well, and lizards. You put little tray, little tiny saucers for lizards near a log, and the lizards come out and they go
2: just like that. You almost looked like a little lizard when you did that. I'm the lizard.
3: You are the lizard, but you wouldn't be going. No. Because uh, goannas have very long, yes. you'd be going...
2: <laughs> <laughs> like that, <laughs> that kind of action. Oh, you are the highlight of my Saturday morning. There's no question <laughs> about it. Let's jump into your calls, Darren. You can kick things off for us out in Beverly. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, good.
0: good. Hey, um, Sabrina, my wife's got uh, some seeds from mangoes. Yeah. Which she's taking the husk off, as it looks like now, like a big bean. Yeah. <laughs> work out how to dry them out. Can you actually uh, yep. grow them from seed? And, and, and did, yep. will they grow at Beverly, or is it not humid enough?
3: Uh, you'd be able to grow them in Beverly, Um, Even if you – are you in a frost zone, though?
2: Yes, we are, yes.
3: Well, they'll get knocked around for the first few years, but you can make a little hoochie tent for them. Yeah, them uh, over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, the interesting yeah. thing about mango seeds is, and I can't remember the botanical name for it, where a seed sprouts like three or four or five seedlings from the one seed. There's a, there's, oh. there's a name for it. No point in me. Well, someone, will, someone me. will ring in and go, "It's that," and I'll go, "Oh yeah, it is too." Anyway, so you'll get, you'll get per seed, you'll get probably five little seedling shoots come up in it. So you plant the whole lot, and then you pluck out the weakest and keep the strongest. Oh yeah. Uh, now. They grow very successfully from seed. It may be um, eight years before you get fruit and you don't know what sort of fruit you will get. But it, it will fruit. It will definitely fruit. So um,
0: will, will I still be alive then? Or?
3: <laughs> well, Darren, Darren you know, wants to enjoy uh, the
2: fruits of his labour.
3: At my age, I'd be what, buying one established for sure. In fact, I'd buy one that's already about four metres.
2: Go to the mango shop.
1: Okay, thank you very much.
2: Thanks, Darren. <laughs> Darren, good to talk to you this morning. Uh, Liz is in Tenterton. Uh Should I fertilise my apple trees that are heavy in fruit? I've no. been told it will cause them to drop. Is yep. that the case?
3: That is the case in severe hot weather. Do not uh, fertilise them, Liz. Not, okay. not at this point in time.
2: All right. Muriel, uh, thank you for your kind words. For years I have used pea hay mulch in our garden. Mm. She says, I was advised that pea hay mulch attracts rodents. Do you reckon that's true?
3: No. Uh, what does attract rodents is the fruit and veggies, not the mulch. So they're after what the what's growing in the mulch. <laughs> they don't particularly want the mulch. They can dig little holes in there and make little little tracks, but they won't live in the mulch. So you keep your pea hay because it's beautiful mulch.
2: Beautiful. Heading back to York calls, 1300 720. Ross is in Yokine. Hey, Ross.
0: Hi, ladies. I like your program. Um, Sabrina, I've had a um, tapia lime tree for probably 10 or 12 years, and it's yeah. been loads of Yeah. And it's actually produced fruit. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. Over the last two or three days, it's suddenly died. I mean, it's dead.
3: It's not wilting. Oh. It's dead. Is it in the ground, Ross, or in a pot?
0: No, it's in a pot.
3: Ah. Okay. So what happens with all citrus? They have really a matted... Strong root system, but lots and lots yep. and lots of fine roots. So yep. what happens in a pot is the the root system takes up the entire space in the pot, so there's hardly any soil left. Now okay. we've had a few hot days, so your kaffir lime hasn't been able to g- get water to it. Yep. So and you've got the heat and it's gone. I'm out of here, dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah. Dead.
3: And do you know what? That's a shame, Ross, because kaffir limes are really hard to get at the moment.
0: Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> can I, uh, uh, Sabrina, if I prune it back really hard, would it ever grow again and water it well? And-
3: yeah, what, what you need to do, Ross, because it's, you know, you've got nothing to lose. So you don't prune it hard, take 50% off, pull it out of the pot. Prune the root system, get some new potting mix with compost mixed in it and repot it. Okay. You've got nothing right. to lose. Well, I'm halfway
0: there. I've got a new pot.
3: Ah, splendid. <laughs> okay, Ross. Well, I'd be doing it this morning or at about 8 o'clock this afternoon when it cools down.
2: Good on you, Ross. Thank you. Claire writes, hi, Sabrina. I want to transport my bird of paradise from Perth to my farm about three and a half hours. It's in a pot. What would you suggest be the safest, safest way to transport it? Should I take it out of the pot and repot it once I get to the farm?
3: Uh, well, Claire, it's a bird of paradise, so they are unkillable. In mm. fact, if there was sort of a, you know, nuclear leak somewhere, <laughs> bird of paradise would be standing up strong going, ha! Should is, I get one? Is that all you've got? Yeah, actually, you could probably grow a bird
2: of parrot. I'm, I'll get you we one. We actually have a beautiful one in the garden, and I don't think it's I'll, – I'll check on it this afternoon. I'll okay. let you know.
3: Well, I'd repot it, yeah. So just take it up in the pot it's in. Now, so use a wetting agent, thoroughly soak it before you transport it. Then when you get it there, thoroughly soak it again. And then when it's not above 35 degrees, you can repot it. But it'll be fine. Mm. It won't even go, ah, little holiday.
2: (laughs) (gasps) Uh, Good on you, Claire. Uh, Misty's text. I was sitting here hesitating and tripping over it a little bit because I thought Misty was suggesting that you, Mm. because of what she hears about you, which I thought must have been drinking and eating, you couldn't Uh. fit in a pool.
3: Uh But Uh, then I reread it a
2: few times and Misty's actually saying, going by the sounds of your wonderful garden, Uh. you won't and couldn't fit a pool no, in your garden <laughs> no,
3: I actually would have been able to put a, a pool in because I've got a quarter acre block, but I would never give up a piece of my garden for a pool and all that water I've got and all that water I have got a pond I can sit my feet in though, <laughs> but I also have air conditioning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the modern woman. Um, hi, Ro and Sabrina, read the bird baths. Put out a huge ceramic bowl of cool water for the small birds in my garden. Uh, Stinking muggerel crows (laughs) bathed in it and left black silt in it. I hate crows. I throw a supply of blue metal stones at them, but they are very vengeful little sods. And now the back patio is covered in crow (laughs) (laughs) cack. Ah, the crow's
3: revenge. Now, ravens are actually very, very clever birds. And Mm -hmm. I I really love ravens. Um, And people say, oh, they kill all the little baby birds. But so do magpies and butcher birds. And owls and circle of life, you know, circle of life. Um, so the only thing is, crows will not allow other birds to come in, they'll have a crack at them. So, but again, we I get back to this thing that you know, there's just not enough trees in our city, so they're they're just, yep, not there's nothing for them, so they're going to come to whatever you offer. Mm-hmm.
2: It is 18 past nine.
1: Gardening with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio, Perth and WA.
2: Back to your calls on 1300 222 720. Michael is in Redgate. Good morning, Michael. Yeah, good morning.
1: Morning, Michael. Hey, Sabrina, how are you going? Good. Mate, I've got some great friends who gave me a dwarf orange tree in an 80-litre pot. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to transplant it into the ground. Now, we're in a big bush block near the coast. Yep. Um... Sort of like Bankshire and grass tree, you know, far, yeah. dry, yep. dark, you know, bush soil. So yep. just before yep. we do it, is this the time of year we should be moving it?
3: Oh no, too hot, Michael. Yeah, um, yep. I would leave it until the end of March. That's okay. that's cool. prime time, end of March.
1: And then, like you said to Ross just before, basically some good compost. And, yep. And yep. if
3: you're if you're in that sandy soil, Michael, you need to get clay and compost.
1: Okay. And yep, some cool. poo
3: get either pig, uh, pig or cow poo.
1: Yeah, well, there's plenty of them around us down here, mate. So okay. That's all right.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, end of March, it'll, it'll okay. yeah, it'll take off.
1: So out of the pot into the ground, end of March. Yeah. Yep.
2: yep. Hey, thanks so much for that. Have a good day. Ah, thanks, Michael. Good stuff, Michael. On the email, perthweekends at your.abc.net.au. Carol's in South Yonderup Hi, Sabrina. Hoping you can identify this. Thought it was a poinciana, but leaves are different. Told it was originally brought by seed from Italy. Current plant is about two metres tall. These are the ones where we just put you on the spot, yep. Sabby.
3: No, that's all right. Uh Okay, so that is an albizia. Uh, They also call it a pom-pom tree. It has beautiful pink pom-pom flowers. Uh, They're available here in Australia, so there was no need to bring the seed from overseas. Uh, They're a live fast, die young, really pretty. Uh, The leaves kind of fold up at night
2: time, so albizia. There you go, Carol. You are good, Sabrina Hahn. Very, very good. Uh, Hi, Sabrina. I had onion weed in my lawn and every three weeks it was mowed. Fifteen years later, my lawn is 80. I feel like maybe the system chomped half of that that text as well.
3: 80%. (laughs) <laughs> is maybe it's eighty percent onion weed now? Oh, that would be miserable, or, wouldn't it? percent success with no onion.
2: <laughs> There's that full glass.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the problem with onion weed when you mow it, though, as opposed yes. Yes. to going out and snipping it with a pair of scissors, yes, is when you when you mow the onion weed lays flat. So you don't actually chop it.
2: Uh, yes, you're just pushing it down. Unless
3: you've got one of those push-me-pull-you mowers, you know, the real, yes. the real mowers, as in R-E-L. Yes. Not the, <laughs> not not a the pretend the fake one. ones. Yeah. Not the pretend one you give your kiddies. Uh, send your kiddies out with a pair of scissors to trim the onion grass. They love cutting stuff, kids. Mine cut their own hair and everything.
2: That segues nicely to a cautionary tale that Martin mm. would like to share with us specifically around children and oh, power scissors. tools. Oh, power tools. Mm. Uh, hi, Rowan Sabrina. I'd like to highlight the dangers with electric chainsaws. My son nearly lost his left thumb and point of finger. The reason for this could be the machine is light and can be handled with one hand mm. and a combined or and or a perception that electric tools are not dangerous. Mm. The lessons would be use the tools with two hands. Yes. Don't be complacent. Yes. And with the range of small electric chainsaws available, I felt that a warning to the wider community was warranted. The small tools are dangerous and should be treated with respect. My son is okay but has permanent scars and some nerve damage. Mm.
3: Well, this is very true because we have all these little little tiny light tools now which are marvellous but let us remember they are a tool they're not a toy different thing altogether and kids are always doing stuff that they should not be doing in fact I'm amazed my son is still alive uh, and has all these digits still there um, <laughs> uh,
2: his so- mum hasn't had a fair crack at <laughs> losing one or two and well, I'm I've only talking it... about in the last couple of years when we've been working together.
3: <laughs> I've given it a fair old crack, haven't I? Yeah, it's um, a good nudge. But, yeah, I, I see your point. Yep. So, do, you know, there's difference between toys and tools. Boys, fellas, call them big boys toys. Mm-hmm. They're not little boys toys. Mm.
2: Different thing. Good advice shared now with all of you as your reminder for this Saturday. What is it? The 4th of February. Uh, Steve is in Armidale. Hello, Steve. Oh, how you going, Sabrina and Joy? Good, Steve. I, I'm out in my half-acre gardening doing the water bowl and
0: everything, yeah. and a female bronze swing flew away. Yeah. And I went into the corner. There's a fully formed chick with all the feathers and everything, oh. but it doesn't look that good.
3: Oh, okay. So... Um.
0: Would one of your listeners have any advice or is there anyone I could contact?
3: Yep, definitely. Um, So ring Kanyana, Steve, C-A-N-Y-A-N-A. So Kanyana, uh, take in um, animals or they're they're very happy to give you advice on what you should do. Don't try and feed it. It may well be heat-stressed. If the parent knows... So the big thing about baby birds is the the parents always know where the birds are, so I wouldn't move the bird, but you could get an eyedropper and give it some um, water.
0: Oh, yeah but yep, the female was there with yeah, it so,
3: so the fe- so most uh, parent birds will come to and fro the baby every every 3 to 4 hours or 2 to 3 hours for feeding them but um, it, so don't don't touch the bird but put some water in an eyedropper and try and get some water into into the, the baby ring up kanyana they prefer to leave baby birds where they are if they're Parents are around, but give them a ring and just see if they've got any more advice. And to all our listeners, um, they may have uh, something more to contribute, but Kanyana's number for you is, what is it? Where was it? The Kanyana number
2: was there, Ro. Oh, apologies. I just covered up the screen that was giving you that information on.
3: So it's 9291 3900.
2: Kenyana with a K. Yep. A couple of texts coming yep.
3: through on nine, the yep.
2: nine, 92913900. Beautiful. Thank you. A uh, few texts. Lorraine and Dianella. Hi, Sab. Is it okay to prune my hibiscus this weekend? No. Stay inside, people.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Don't prune anything when it's 39 degrees. What happens is you take away some of the shelter that the leaves are providing. So when you prune, it gives a signal to the plant that, oh, you want me to grow new leaves? And it will. And they'll go...
2: Sizzle. <laughs> you have been on point with your sound effects this morning, Serena. Huh? It should,
3: I should be a new occupation, I think. Um, so don't prune anything unless it's dead, dying, or you've got a 50-50 chance of it surviving.
2: Don't do anything until the end of March, peoples. The only thing we're giving you permission for in your gardens is putting up umbrellas and filling yep. bird baths. And watering. And watering. Hand
3: water. Kind of when important. you hand water, you will see What is doing well and what is not looking so good. <laughs>
2: uh, hi, Sab. How big will a raspberry plant get? And some tips on growing it, please, from Emma in Bunbury.
3: Okay. So most raspberry plants only get to about a metre high, 1.2 max. Uh, they're runners. They they occupy. They have roots that run um, along the ground and they pop up everywhere. So try and keep it contained in its own bed. There's There's summer and there's autumn fruiting raspberries don't know which one you've got they need lots of water in
2: summer okay thank you there you go emma uh we're a couple of minutes away from getting to sabs pick of the week so we'll sneak in a couple more calls barbara's in city beach hi barbara
0: hi um i'm just ringing up about a chili bush i've just purchased from my independent grocer yeah and it's about a 20 centimeter pot yep Uh, full of chilies but I don't know what to do whether to plant it or to leave it in a pot
3: Um, I would plant it Barbara I would plant it look they do well in pots for uh, a long time like you could keep it in a pot for probably four months but the, the thing is in this heat if you've got it in a pot you're going to have to water it every morning and every afternoon Okay. Whereas if right. it's in the ground, it will get much bigger. You'll get many more chilies. Uh, they need full sun. Um, put it in with some compost and manure. They love chicken manure, actually. And uh, you will. But even in, in the ground, you'll need to water it every morning. Okay, lovely. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Barbara.
2: Uh, advice for people to get rid of onion weeds: says yep. Phil, mm-hmm. get a rabbit. They love it.
3: Yeah, the uh, unfortunate thing with rabbits is they <laughs> they don't, they have a very wide palate of uh, of what they love to eat. right?
2: Mm. onion so, weed isn't the only thing. Yeah.
3: I think they'd, they'd go, oh, look, here's your your prize roses. I'll have a crack at that as well.
2: <laughs> uh, Celia on the email, perthweekends at your.abc.net.au. Good morning, Sabrina. Can you tell me what this native seedling is? I yep. thought it was a creeper, native wisteria to plant on my front verge nah. to deter the winter grass. No. Nah. Nah, You've got a
3: weed there, darling. That's <laughs> an African. That's an African. That is a I've weed you, from South it's Africa. Okay. Uh, they have a little blue flower and they it's called osteospermum. Uh, and, they, and they creep and they'll take over your garden and they, you don't want those. Rip them Rip out. Rip her out. No, she's a weed. <laughs> and that can be
2: done this weekend. Yeah, you can. Uh, Lola is in Mosman Park. Hello, Lola. Oh try that again. Hello, Lola. Good morning.
0: Morning,
3: Lola. Good morning, Ro.
0: Good morning and uh, to both of you. Uh, Yes, we have in our garden, living in Mm -hmm. our garden, has been living for the last couple of years, a skink. Ah. And it's a cheeky, cheeky skink. It comes out when we're not around and starts nibbling our tomatoes, of which there have been many right. and just nibbles a little bit of the skin of the tomato sitting on the window ledge and spitting the skin out. <laughs> I cannot stand this skink. <laughs> and my husband's been um clearing some of the spots that we know it's has uh, been living in. Yeah. You know um but I've tried mothballs all around the garden. I can barely go into the garden for the smell of the <laughs> mothballs. And we've tried uh, chili and garlic, I think it was, right yeah. Oh, no, I know they
3: they quite like chilies. <laughs> yes,
0: well it's it's so annoying now. I I've got murder in my eyes. <laughs> what can I do about it?
3: <laughs> okay, so Lola, what you have to do is you have to lure them away from the tomatoes, and what they love the most is strawberries. So if you plant a whole row of strawberries somewhere, they'll go to the strawberries and leave your tomatoes alone. You won't get any strawberries, of course, but you can um, divert them. Yeah, yeah,
2: just, <laughs> distract them and
3: um,
0: cutting cutting off your nose to spite
3: your face. <laughs> it's it's, it's, a, it's sort of a thing like that, but um, so. So now the the sad news for you, Lola, is that that's learned behaviour and they'll teach the young ones to go to your your tomato. You could film it and then put it on TikTok um, and people would love it, especially if they're spitting the skin out.
0: Oh yes, but it doesn't do it when we're around. Ah.
3: Oh, right. oh. You have to set up one of those um those uh what are they called? The night cams. Yeah, yeah, yeah that you will... <laughs> Oh, Lola. I you know what? Um I know that you're not keen on the skink but what what you do is you do what I do with rats you give them a name so you give the skinks a name and then you learn about their whole life cycle and you grow to love them
2: well, Ladies and gentlemen that was a very frustrated and angry Lola fighting <laughs> <paying> for blood <laughs> Poor
3: little skink. (laughs) Lots of people eat skinks, but you need a few on a shish kebab stick. to. They'll
2: be protected, Lola. They'll be protected. Oh, It's 28 to 10, which means we're a couple of minutes late for. It is that time again. It is. Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick
0: of the week. I I, I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now.
2: Or else we're gonna have a chat to Josh Byrne in a couple of minutes. Yep.
3: Sabi. Pick well, of the week. Well, I got? I listened to the Triple J Hottest One Hundred of twenty twenty two. So this little number was about I think it was about number fifty seven. This Pickled is your fancy? Yeah, I loved it. You can dance, you know, you have to have to be music a dance, dance right? to it. So this is Pacific Avenue. It's called
2: Leaving for London. It's right. a lot cooler there than here. Here it is. Sub's Pick of the Week. Let us know what you think. 0437 720. There you go. That was Pacific Avenue, Leaving for London, Sabrina's Pick of the Week for this Saturday. Zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. If you've got a thought, William says, "Meh." It's got that trendy beer commercial sound about it, but it's really? okay. I think you can drink beer to any song. Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's the only feedback we've got at this stage. Ah, okay. So
3: beer commercial look, song. While, Fair enough.
2: while people sh- gather their thoughts or yes. tune back in, yeah. whatever it might be that they're doing right now. Let's go to Elizabeth because. She has got a bit of a technique with the skinks, Ah, I'm told. Ah, Elizabeth is a skink whisperer. (laughs) I do my best. Sabrina, I enjoyed
3: your music. It kept me awake while I was on hold. Oh, (laughs) thank you very much, Elizabeth.
0: (sighs) Yes, and with the skinks, um, I've got a few living here in my yard and one actually lives, I've got a stack of tyres and it lives under a hand basin, an old hand basin of potatoes in it, you know, yeah. and it comes out regularly. But it doesn't touch the tomatoes ever right. because uh, my hubby doesn't always clean his porridge bowl out so I just uh. pop that out there because he's a bit of a sugar bear, you know he yeah. needs sugar in it. Yeah. <laughs> and they love it, you know, they they will just two, three yards metres, whatever it depends whether you're decimal or not, but yeah. away from the tomatoes and they will be drawn to that. They'll oh. eat the porridge and they love milk coffee. <laughs> that
3: probably makes Le- them a bit racy. <laughs> <laughs> Left milk uh, milk, over,
0: uh, milk coffee, pour uh, oh. it in a plate or a dish and yeah, they you see them put their little hands on the edge and they oh. so daintily lap it oh. up and...
3: Uh, well, Elizabeth, I think that's a lovely way of, of dealing with, with skinks that are eating all your tomatoes. Or your, I mean, I'd love to have skinks. I'd grow tomatoes just to have skinks, but um, porridge, who would have thought? Elizabeth seemed just a
2: little more affectionate towards <laughs> <a> skinks. <laughs>
3: Was it Lola? Yeah, then Lola, was who was raging, had, who had a murderous <laughs> eye.
2: Oh, thank you for giving us a call, uh, Elizabeth. There uh, f- there's feedback rolling through for your song pick oh, of the week. Good. Uh, Juliet says like the pick of the week, very upbeat. Mm. Damien says yeah nah in that real West Australian okay, way yep. to the song. Uh, Greetings, ladies. Very much enjoying the show today. Sabrina's pick of the week. Good for dancing around the kitchen whilst preparing the fruits to make jam. Oh, yeah. That's from Lucy in Hammond Park, who also said she sent in an email inquiring when to harvest the... Jujube. Fruit? Mm. Photos attached. Um, Don't know much about Jujube.
3: Um, Mm. Basically, most fruit, you pick one, you eat it, (laughs) see how you go. I picked some figs last night that the parrots haven't eaten yet uh and you can't always tell when they're quite ripe so you pick one you eat it
2: and you go nah another couple of days Uh, another text i like that one sab alison says good pick sabrina uh Uh, juliet we've already done yeah so you're still still largely positive
3: yeah yeah i haven't played any um headbanging stuff for a while no Um, I'm not sure
2: anyone's missing it, though.
3: Well, you know, we usually get some interesting comments on headbanging stuff and hip-hop. A lot of people don't (laughs) like hip-hop, Ro.
2: Yeah, Mm. that's true. Especially our audience. (laughs) Um, But we love them, so it doesn't matter. No. Uh, Nick's in Hamilton Hill. Hello, Nick. Good morning. Morning, Nick. What can we do for you? If I can get away with it, I've
0: got two questions. Oh, okay.
3: We'll see how you go.
0: How do I... I, uh, how can I put my – I've got a large Gluditzia in the back lawn. Yeah. And it's, I trained it a bit hard a couple of years ago. And yeah. now it sends up shoots everywhere in the garden. Yeah. How do I stop that?
3: Uh, with a pair of secateurs, Nick.
0: Just keep snipping.
3: Keep snipping. Now, what you can do is – is it a big tree? Yeah. Okay. So what you can do is you cut the sucker halfway down. In a glass jar, you mix blackberry and tree killer and kerosene. You can do yep. 50-50. You cut it and you paint it straight away with the blackberry, tree killer and kerosene. So if you just do the sucker halfway up, it'll kill the sucker down to the ground, but it won't affect your tree.
1: Perfect.
3: And what's your second question?
1: The second one's more about... Animals, but um, I don't know who to speak to or is there anything you can do to
3: control the rainbow lorikeets that are in... (laughs) Invading
1: everything everywhere—the in park next door, in the front yard i I'd like—I'd like, I'd like to it,
3: say et cetera, et cetera. shoot them, but we're <laughs> yeah. not allowed to. Um, do you know left. what, Nick? In my garden, and I've been there for twenty years, the rainbow lorikeets have taken over the whole backyard. Mm. They're mongrel things. There must be some way, unless unless councils. Uh, can bring in something where we control them. The problem is because they're birds, you can't put poison out because then you poison all the other birds. Um, just put in a bigger variety of trees. But it's, you know, in the great Aussie bird count, the those rainbow lorikeets were the most counted bird in every single state mm. apart from the Northern Territory. Wow. So they're they're becoming an absolute pest. Pretty pest, but a (laughs) pest.
2: Thank you, Nick. Uh, Craig in Dudley Park, are you sure that wasn't 157 on the top 100? Oh, come on now, Craig. I don't think it was one of Savvy's best. (laughs) Uh, Another text wants to know if the coffee, this was for the skink, might turn them into a racehorse goanna. (laughs) Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, And just a quick one on our way to Josh Byrne. Pete in Dunsborough wants to clarify if the ban on pruning in summer includes his vigorous bougainvillea.
3: Oh, look, bougainvillea, (laughs) you can do anything too. If you are brave enough to go out, tackle a bougainvillea on a 39-degree day, off you go, mate.
2: Mm. Uh, And thanks, Damien, for letting us know. Spots of rain down in Frio. Oh, yeah, I know. It was almost black when I was yeah. cu-
3: driving in this morning. I was hopeful for a Stormy cool change. Stormy and
2: moody out there. Oh, I love it when it's moody. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a pal of yours joining us on the program I now. do indeed. So I would like to give
3: a very warm welcome to Josh Byrne. Hello, Josh.
1: Good morning, Seb. Good morning, Rowena. Nice to talk to you.
3: And the reason we're talking to you today is you are a guest speaker at the Wolga Urban Forest Conference on Friday the 17th of February, Um, along with Karen Sweeney, who's from the City of Melbourne, and they've been doing awesome stuff with
2: Canopy Cover. And Uh, those who don't know, Wolga is the West Australian Local Government Association, so a good... group of people to be having this conversation with, influential.
3: Absolutely So Josh, I thought we'd bring you on just to talk a little bit about the theme of the conference this year and um, you know what, hopefully there'll be some really positive outcomes so could you just yeah talk a little bit about the the conference
1: Sure, so the theme of this year's conference is Growing Canopy Uh, and the focus really is uh, on how different stakeholders that have responsibility over Perth's urban forest and of course the term urban forest captures all the individual trees so you know there's a paradigm shift in how we manage trees in urban environments rather than seeing them as a collection of single trees you know we now look at them as as a whole forest because the benefits that trees play in urban environments such as shading uh, keeping the city cooler uh, supporting biodiversity uh, improving land values, a multitude of benefits—you know, uh, health benefits for people and and what have you—are uh, really maximised when we take a, a sort of a forest scale approach. Mm. So, um, what's interesting is is that Perth has the lowest tree canopy of any city uh, in Australia.
3: No, uh, I don't, I don't despite... find that surprising at all, Josh. <laughs> yeah, <but> just... <laughs>
1: <laughs> because... despite a huge amount of work that's been done by um, by local governments, getting yeah. more trees into streetscapes and into parks and I'm sure people would have noticed that around their neighbourhoods, there's a big push by local governments to do this. Yeah. The sad thing is, is we're actually losing the battle on private land. Yeah. Uh, and so the net result is that, you know, we're static, if not slowly and steadily going backwards. Yeah. So uh, the theme of the conference is about how do we address that? And as you mentioned, there's some great speakers, uh, not just the keynote speakers and the panels, but also representatives from practitioners in local government, across industry, researchers, and this year it's being held at Curtin University, which is great. So yeah. we'll hear about some of the amazing work done by Curtin too.
3: Yeah, so i I think it um I think it'll be an inspiring conference. And really, I'm hoping that we'll get uh, developers there, people that um you know, town planners. I think a a lot of the problem is we we're looking at putting trees in as retrofitting rather than looking at Design right from the word go, where green spaces are part of the infrastructure, not just uh, a side add-on after everything else has been put in.
1: Yeah, look, that's absolutely right. Uh, And look, I guess on a a positive note, uh, the the industry in Perth, this is both the nursery industry as well as the landscaping industry. I think uh, the level of sophistication around understanding what trees need to be healthy. Uh, how we ensure young trees become you know strong mature trees Um, Mm. that's really improved over the years yeah but you're right for at a planning level there's still a great deal of work to be done and unfortunately it's one of those things where you see an erosion um, over time because people might infill one property here or there uh, or do do a development that might have um, less than an ideal amount of space set aside for trees but over time, this all adds up, and that's why we see this erosion of canopy space. So yeah. we have to move away from just sort of site by site to really looking at a at a neighbourhood uh, and a city scale.
2: So true. Good on you, Josh. Uh, lovely to talk to you. Uh, thanks for joining us on Roots and
1: Shoots. Thank you, and Sam, looking forward to seeing you at the conference too. Yeah, have you too, Josh.
2: Good on you, Josh. That's the Walgart Urban Forest Conference, and Josh Byrne talking to us. To us ahead of that, the conference is on february the 17th 17th Yep, friday Thank
3: you. friday 17th
2: i'll hey, be Sab, there mm. do you know what i've noticed over the last couple of weeks yes what Our listeners have a bit of a thing for dragon fruit
3: ah yeah uh, i read a thing about people that are growing thousands of dragon fruit i need someone to give me a dragon fruit straight off the vine and say this is why people like it rather than the you're me going, not sold are you going mm, yeah not mm. <sighs> Give me a lychee any day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kylie in Belmont, uh, she wants some advice in terms of how far from the pavers and wall of the house can she plant her dragon fruit?
3: Well, they don't have a very big root system. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do need a trellis, so they need posts to be tied onto because they're a climbing cactus. Um, and I wouldn't have them right up against a hot wall because they, they'll actually get sunburnt. Mm. So...
2: Uh, a few texts coming through uh, in response to the conversation with Josh, which mm. is always great. Uh, William says, tree canopy, can we stop the monoculture planting such as the Norfolk pines and bottle Brush, along Hepburn Avenue in Sorrento? Uh, Julia says our residential blocks are being disseminated of all green life. reason yep. many are old suburbs and government directives is infill. Hence, uh, areas like Vic Park and Belmont are so hot.
3: Actually, Vic Park are doing a great job. I spoke to the mayor a couple of days ago. They've increased their canopy cover by 28% already. So they're, they're actually onto it. And I think that's the big thing. We need to look at diversity of what we, the trees we're putting in. We need a much bigger
2: diversity. Uh, Jan says, I'm waiting for underground power so I can plant some decent shade trees mm. in my front yard. Uh, uh, Sab, there are now tree canopy advocate groups in fifty yep. percent of LGAs. Get your listeners to join one or start one up. That says Catherine, who's part of the Subiaco Tree Canopy Advocates. Yeah, it's a huge movement in just about every local
3: government and it's coming from the general public. So and local governments are supporting them, but we need we need a political will from the state government
2: to actually fund this to get it going. Hi, Rowan Sab, Tree Academy being lost, yet there was talk that they want to reduce golf courses in Perth. I did hear that conversation on Joe Trilling's program, uh, or drive, uh, Metro Drive, I should say, um, which was interesting. Uh, Totally wrong, as most golf courses have a lot of trees, lakes, etc., for all birds, natural habitat. For other wildlife, save the golf courses as they are. We need trees to reduce the heat. Best natural air conditioner to sit under. That's from Yvette. I agree,
3: Yvette. I think golf courses are absolute habitat havens.
2: Uh, Canopy, you should come to Geraldton. There's not one. I have (laughs) spent a week in Leaderville area then coming back to Gerald and I need my sunnies. Good topic. Lots of conversation about it. Everyone seems to be pulling in the same direction. Um, Good morning, gardening show regarding canopy land developers and making blocks far too small. Can't plant anything. So new areas um, have no trees, nothing. A great pity. Nowhere for the kids to play, says Bruce. Yep,
3: nowhere for birds
2: and there's nowhere for life. We're creating ecological deserts. Uh, nine minutes away from 10, we're going to jump back into your calls. We've had a few people waiting patiently oh, to have a yes. chat with us. So let's go to Phil, who's down in Dawesville. G'day, Phil.
1: Hi, Sabrina. Hey. um a couple of weeks ago, I asked you about cutting a little piece off a fairly large ponytail. Yeah. Um, I didn't just slice it off straight. I've got a pointy knife and I run around it. So the bit that I cut off, probably about the size of my big toe, Yeah. has actually got a point on it anyway. Success. This morning, it's got three Ooh. little shoots on it, probably about a centimetre long.
3: Ah, oh, Phil, that is awesome news thought you'd like that. That is champion. Well done. I <laughs> yeah. love success the stories.
1: Is, the trick is putting a point on it, not cut it flat.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. You've got – you expose a lot more of the
2: cambium layer that way.
1: All good. Thanks, Good Phil. Phil. Thank
2: you. Bob says, apparently we can't plant tree, street trees. As the council said, it takes too much water. What? Another text says, golf courses are the lungs and air conditioners of the suburbs. They are. I agree. Uh, and another text says, oh, just it's refreshed. Just Where are we? Uh, developers must be at the conference. Green space needs to be a law. Around Balcatta. I've seen two big blocks with trees out the front and suddenly I've noticed they are dead. Great work for talking about it thank you that's from Lana mm. um, Hi, and Serena I live in a new suburb where there's no room to plant trees and now they're talking now they're taking out great swathes of Whiteman Park as well mm. so much obviously cleared you yeah. know out that whole yeah that's whole stre yeah, and yep. out past yeah, yep. Whitman yep. Park uh, let's go to Beth who's in Dongra hey Beth hey ladies um I just wanted to ask about
0: I know you've talked about it before, Sabrina. Um, to propagate from a shooting uh, sweet potato, yeah. So don't use yep. the potato; use the shoot.
3: Yes. So you can use the potato if it's got a shoot on it, but you bury the potato and part of the shoot, Beth. So right. usually, what they do is it's easier to go. The problem is the the bit of the potato. It can rot, and then it, and then that that bacterial rot f- goes up the stem. That's why they they do use a cutting. But you still can use the potato as long as the part of the cutting is under the ground as well. Okay. What about um, if you're worried about? Can you just plant, plant the shoot? Plant the shoot. So the shoot needs to be. You need about twenty to thirty centimeter length of the shoot. And then you have to put two nodes where the leaves come out under the ground and then leave the last two leaves sticking up out of the ground.
0: Is it okay to do it this time of year when it's really hot?
3: Yeah, they love the heat.
0: And just they need a lot of water,
2: don't they?
3: Yeah, especially when they're young.
0: Yep.
2: Good on you, Beth. Thanks very much. Uh, Jeanette wants to point people towards towards BirdLife WA in relation to the Rainbow Lorikeets. She says they have a program Operation Rainbow Roost and they're looking for citizen scientists to be involved, which is always such a flash name you get when you participate. I love it. What do you do? I'm a citizen Citizen scientist. Scientist. Um, The idea is to find out how best to study them, to find out how best to control them and protect our local native birds. It runs from the 17th to the 24th of feb huh, so awesome. bird Life wa if you want to participate in that uh i use the grandkids water pistol on the rainbow lorikeets that's says a good Trish. idea um uh, but sabrina local shires in the wheat belt are clearing all road verges of all vegetation despite a intense opposition <gasps> with money from taxpayers funds it makes me irate oh, says anne that is terrible uh, we also need more shrubs for smaller birds. Yeah, they need they need more protection from the aggressive nesting birds, which are doing much better. That's why jo. we
3: talk about an urban forest because the forest is not just upper canopy; it's all the mid level plants that go in with it.
2: Let's go to Philip, who's in Carnap. Hey, Philip. Hello, Max. Hello, Max. Is it? Yeah i got a, a, a fig tree. Mm-hmm. It's
0: been in the ground for about 20 years, and, and three years ago it got covered in scale. Yeah. So I, I sprayed it with white oil and cleaned it all up, and yeah. then last year it didn't have a scale on it.
1: Yeah.
3: Now
0: this year, just before
3: Christmas as none now, it's completely covered in scale again. Right. Where does that come from? Okay, so the thing about scale, Max, is uh, the eggs can be in the ground, so in the root system under the ground or at the very base of the ground, and then they go into a dormancy, and then when the weather warms up, poof, up they come again (laughs) so you're going to have to do the same thing as you did last time but you can't spray white oil at this time of the year um if the if your fig tree is very big i'd get the high pressure hose on it because you can't put oil on it this time of the year and then high pressure hose it again in 12 days time and that should
2: help uh, just quickly, we'll go to Lucy in Hampton Park's email because we did reference it earlier. Mm. She wanted to know when she should harvest her jujube. Is that how oh, jujube, jujube! I've got Fruits? absolutely no and idea. And you weren't sure where no. you?
3: No. So um, she's got a lot of them. Yeah, she uh, sure does. I would pick it and pick it and taste it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's all right. There might be some other jujube. Experts, nah, out well, there. Definitely, always happy to help out. John's in Woodnilling. Hey, John.
1: Oh, hello. 're uh, Sabrina? Hello, um, John. Yes, um, down in Woodnilling. Yes. Um, yes, Sabrina. We've got a cockyah lawn, and I've researched a bit, and we seem to have a fungus in it, which is gradually uh-huh. um, killing it. I'd say. Yeah. Well, it doesn't quite kill it; it ruins it. Right. Is there anything I can do?
3: So it's not a brown, slimy fungus, John.
1: No, no, no it, just it just goes is... out in circular patches, okay. and um, and then they expand. Oh, um,
3: okay, all right. So, all right. So, the, don't fertilise your lawn because the fungus will r- love if there's any nitrogen in there. What you'll yep. need to do is you'll need to uh, stop watering late in the afternoon spray with a mancozeb-based spray. Do not water for three days and do not fertilise for at least two weeks. And you can also get a pitchfork and aerate that area where it's dying
1: off. Uh, No water for two days, you said?
3: Yep, yep.
1: And what was... No no fertiliser
3: for three weeks? And yeah. use a mancazeb spray late in the afternoon. So no water for two to three days. Get a pitchfork and and aerate the soil um, and that hopefully will, will sort that problem out.
2: Good on you, John. Nice to speak to you. Hi, sir, but would it be okay to repot a gardenia at this time? Yep. Growing beautifully in 20 centimetre pot. It was yep. bought in recently.
3: Yep, no worries at all. Do it in the shade. More for you than the gardenia.
2: The doctor in the TARDIS. Ah, oh, gee, oh, he wants the ah oh, Facebook MC. Live for a Saturday oh, roots and shoots. There
3: is no way Eb, Ro or I would ever do Facebook Live on a
2: Saturday morning. You have got to be joking! It's jolly convenient that our audiovisual <laughs> socials team—they have to have some days off. They're you know they're <laughs> humans too, and they work hard all week, so. Saturday mornings when they're resting. Yeah, we are and we're okay with that. <laughs> we're keeping ourselves nice and
3: secretly quiet yeah. on a Saturday morning.
2: Maybe one day we could like let an exclusive group have a behind the scenes look at roots and shoots. I reckon that's about the only way that we could manage it. <laughs>
0: Oh, God,
2: that had never happened. But we appreciate the fact that you would love to, you know, be able to see us having all this fun that we have on a Saturday morning. Oh, it, It rushes by so quickly. It does. In fact, 10 seconds away from getting out of here. So it's been a barrel of laughs yet again. Hopefully you've got some good gardening advice as well. Have yourselves a wonderful weekend. Stay cool and we'll do it all again next week.
0: This is an ABC podcast.